The Monsters Playbook is an adventure podcast for grown-ups. It contains violence and profanity and deals with adult themes that may be uncomfortable for some listeners. Listener discretion is advised. This is the Monsters Playbook, a real play Monster of the Week podcast where the only thing between tears and cheers is a roll of the dice. This week on the cover story, after tying up a few loose ends from the battle with the werewolves and Deacon Nessos, the team decides to dive a bit deeper into the mysteries that keep cropping up. What is the drum? Just how dangerous is Rex Crook? And why is there a car that keeps driving around Kira's block? Meanwhile, there's a truly terrible electronic musician that is inexplicably taking the music scene by storm. But that's probably nothing, right? Let's find out. I'm John, and I play Mark Clayton. I'm Lauren, and I play Kira Ashwood. I'm Maya, and I play Casey Davis and Theo Nessos. I'm Johnny, and I play literally everybody else. Let's see how they do. I think that Casey's gonna like pack up her stuff upstairs and come down, um, and she's gonna walk over to Theo and I think just like squeeze her shoulder but not say anything um and she's gonna look down at Deacon and be like so what are we gonna do with him Kira like take a look at him like is he gonna be out for a while could you read a bad situation or read a bad situation uh 10 well he's snoring noisily big huge industrial lights that like when you flip them off they take forever to fade that's what's going on with the runes on his back and I think you can even kind of see the heat energy like emanating off of it like like fiery smoke. I think Theo's gonna say we have to get him back to the motel. How long will he be passed out for? Like this? Until six forty five AM. And what time is it right now? Hours. I think it's like midnight. Okay. And we we could get back to the motel before then probably. Easy. Okay. These runes that are on him. Mm-hmm. Do I get a sense of, like, what they do? Do I recognize, like, these runes? Like, are they associated with, like, any sort of, like, organization that I might know of? Or, um... Sounds like digging through your dark past. So that's a, that's a 10. When I dealt with this creature or one of its kind, what did I learn, I guess? This wasn't something that you did often but there was like a um some faction of of divinity's shadow had been devoted to not necessarily mapping the hallway but um cataloging the creatures that you could find on the other some of the other sides one night you were with a crew of people guarding the door in and Mm -hmm. the scouting party came out pursued by like a a formless monster like it had feet and it had hands, but then all the rest of it just seemed like unconnected shapes. And some of those shapes looked a lot like Deacon's marks, Deacon's tattoos. And what they did was everything that you attacked it with, it stored that magical energy in those and then unleashed it back on you twice as strong. Oh, so it was like a reflection kind of type thing. Yeah. What black magic do I know that could help here? <laughs> I think the, only, the way that you finally got rid of the formless beast or that someone got rid of the formless beast, one of the higher ranking yeah. uh, people at or above Donovan's own level, 
was with some kind of... Honestly, it was a spell that was a lot like that at the apartment building, Jupiter's Garden, with sub-basement four, before you went in, something launched out and blew up and took your axe with it. It was a spell like that, that like... A displacer? Like obliviated. So something huge like that would be needed to uh, erase it. When you say it, do you mean like Deacon entirely or just the runes? Well, because the thing that you faced back then was just the runes, yeah, that's what, you that's what I'm prepared to tell you. In okay. a certain way, Deacon is just some guy. Does he have, besides the gun, does he have any other like weapons or anything on him? He has an extremely ferocious looking black steel knife currently held in like in a scabbard that is very likely appears to be made of bone. I'm concerned that Deacon might be an edgelord. And is that the gun still in his like waistband? Yeah, mm-hmm. in, his, in the back. I just kind of wanted to see what sort of threats we were dealing with. He's going to be out for a while, like till the early morning. If we want to get him back to the motel, we can do that. He is snoring noisily. <laughs> I think we have room in the car for him. Or on the roof. Um, I would prefer it if he like, was in the car with us. You can always trust Mark to offer suggestions that are just this side of normal. Can Kira try to grab the gun from his waistband and take off the bullets, turn off the safety, if it isn't already? What kind of experience do you have with guns, Kira Ashwood? Um, Casey has taught me. I'm part of yours. <laughs> okay, that tracks. There's no way that you guys wouldn't have had like a girls' night. We're gonna do. We're just gonna get all pretty and guns. Casey did have a basement of like a workout area. Okay. Well, yeah, we can we can put him in back of the car. I'm imagining a TV show moment where Kira and Casey are down in the basement, and Kira's like, you know, I feel like normal girls have like yoga mats. <laughs> Casey goes, "The hell would you know about normal girls?" Just imagine these like extra padded yoga mats. I think Casey's gonna like sling her sniper rifle like over her shoulder or whatever, and grab Deacon underneath the arms. Start pulling him towards the car. What if anything are you going to do with the Abbey and or with Sarah? You just I want to bury Sarah, um, but I do want to actually grab Theo first and ask her for uh, some help with my wing. Good point. Sure. Uh, I think Theo like looks between like Casey dragging Deacon off, and then like Kira and like kind of shakily says, "Yeah, like what what do you, what do you need?" Your wing is just fucking dangling. I, this is useless. I can do some sort of healing magic or something. Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, and I think... Come, they, let's go get some privacy. Okay. I think Kira would have to, like, probably take, like, her, like, yeah. shirt. Yeah. Yeah, Theo, Theo will follow you. When, wherever we go, and I, like, take off the shirt, I think you'd probably see some old, faded bruises and scars um, on the base of her spine. Theo would not say a word. Are you comfortable? Oh, big sense. Yep. I think or not. Does, does she know, like, it's obvious that she sees the scar, right? I think Kira would, like, kind of, like, look back and be like, it's never just once. I think Theo still wouldn't say anything, but she's going to, like, hold out her hands, I think, maybe over your shoulder blade or the wing. You know, if anything hurts, and she'll... Try to heal Kira's wing. Oh, okay. So you're just using use magic? I'm just using use magic. But I do want to say that the white and light pink light 
coming from Theo's hands to Kira's wing. Does it get fixed? Not right away. So I think mm-hmm. even with that roll, because like you you heal one harm if you had harm, but I think that like the best you can kind of do is like you fold up the wing and like wrap some sort of bandages around it with very fragrant herbs and within 10 hours it'll be it'll be back to normal you'll want to keep it like this until at least sunrise and then you can unwrap it and then it'll kind of flick back together somewhere around noon tomorrow you'll be able to fly again works for me try not to move it too much um but that's the best i could do i think the other wrinkle i want to add here is that until noon tomorrow, you won't be able to put them away. Yeah, they kind of assumed. So you just have one wing. Just stick it out. Just, yeah. You can try to like relax it like Donovan did, but it looked like you have like a half cape. Well, thank you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, anything else? People who aren't supposed to love you don't hurt you. I don't know what's going on with you and your brother. It's not really my place, but that's not okay. And you know it's not okay. There's no excuse. That's that's just how, how it is. That's how my family is. That's not okay. I mean, maybe for you and how you grew up, but that's how we are. I don't buy that. That's not you. Why should your family be any different? Theo roll manipulates something. <laughs> Ten. Drop it, Kira. Let me know if your wing starts to bother you. And then I think Theo's going to walk away. Alright, I'm gonna start burying Sarah. Rolex under pressure to see how fast you can do that. Seven. You might not finish this before Deacon wakes up. Is Casey able to help? I'm imagining that Mark, Theo, Casey are waiting at the car. Mm -hmm. And I think Casey like maybe checks her like watch and is like staying a little bit longer and goes to check on Kira. Why don't you roll help out? Fifteen? Advanced move? Hey, do you need some help? Wings kind of slowing me down. Over the course of about 25 minutes, you managed to dig your six foot by six foot by three foot and climb out and you're ready to throw her in. I'll uh, put her in there and cover it over. Casey's still there. Can you uh, give me a couple minutes? Yeah, we'll we'll be at the car. Call her if you need something. Yep. Am I able to, like, roll sharp to get a read on Kira, like, how she's doing? Sure. Eight. Kira, how are you doing? Um, she's doing all right. She's uh, trying to get closure. Kira kind of stands there for, like, a minute, like, this is awkward. And then I think eventually she's like, well, Tommy fucking believes in this shit, so <sighs> I should probably say something. I don't really know you. The last two times that you've come into our lives, you tried to kill me. And it sort of left Tani and I for a a loop. So, you know, feelings about you are less than ecstatic. 
mean, you're the fucking ex that turned Tommy into werewolf, so. But. Tommy thought there was something about you that was worth saving, so. I guess you can't be all bad. I'm sorry for what happened to you. And that I couldn't keep you alive like I promised Tommy I would. Everyone, even you, deserves a second chance. And I guess if I regret anything, it's that you never got one. But, um, I want you to know that Tommy's gonna be okay. I'll look after him. You may have turned him into a werewolf, but he's not a monster. He's a good man. And I'm gonna spend as long as it takes to get him to see that too. So, might not have been able to save you, but I'll save him. So, wherever the fuck your soul ended up, I hope it rests a little easier knowing that. Bye, Sarah. Mark, if you're looking over that way, I think you can see like a a thin, wispy waterfall of energy flowing up and out from the hole. And it kind of finds like a little fold in the air that you can tell is just a little gap in the membrane between here and there. And it starts to flow through. And I think you don't see this, but you get like a sort of vision of Sarah looking at Kira and kind of nodding curtly and then turning around and peacefully walking away. And then everything goes white. Do you come out to the car after that? Yeah. She heard your message. That's good. I'm fucking tired. Me too. Let's get back to the motel. Casey throws the car into gear. So what's the, what's the sitting arrangements, by the way? That is a good question. Because uh, how many people do we have? We have five of us with Deacon. Theo's in the back with Deacon. Okay. Casey's driving. Yep. I think Deacon is like, I think Theo's in the middle seat and then Deacon's on like the far right, leaned against the door. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I was envisioning too. Mark, did you still want shotgun? Or do you want to sit by Theo? I'll take shotgun because okay. I'm just going to play that awkward game. Can I act under pressure to see if Kira just fucking passes out? <laughs> sure. I think she's like exhausted emotionally and physically. And I think Theo's trying to sit as far away from Kira as possible. I, I rolled a, uh, I rolled really well, so I have to stay awake. <laughs> you have to stay awake. I mean, you could pass out if you want. I could, but just keep an eye on anyone. I think Casey would put, like, the radio on really quiet. Or worst case, like, have it quiet, but change the setting where it's just in the front. I think Mark turns it down a little bit. Mark, Mark is tired from that. Well, this song plays.
After it ends, before another better song comes on, the DJ will chime in and be like, That's the new hit single from the rising star Exploding Boy. He's so famous and so hot right now. And then another better song plays. It's been a while since I've listened to the radio. What are they what are they putting on here nowadays? Music. The boonies. <laughs> and with that, I think that's the conversation on the car ride home. <laughs> definitely think it's very quiet. Just Casey wouldn't say anything, and Theo's definitely not saying anything. Yeah, I think Casey's gonna pull up to the, in front of the motel, turn the car off, and I think she'll look back in the rearview mirror at Theo and just say, uh, "Do you need help getting him upstairs?" And Theo's just gonna like nod. Yeah, that'd be that'd be really helpful. All right, I'll help you. And then Casey's gonna help Theo put bring Deacon upstairs. I think I think it'll take two people, and Theo's not gonna be able to be one of them. It'll take two of you to carry Deacon up to to his room, and Casey's one of them. Um, yeah, I can help. You like you hold him like a sack of potatoes, walk mm-hmm. him up. Theo opens the door, you drop him in bed, roll him on his side in that position so that he won't drown in his own vomit. If there's nothing else, you guys can go downstairs. I think Casey turns to Kira. I'll meet, I'll meet you downstairs. Um, assuming, fuck, where are Mark and I going to stay? Because they're just the one one bed in his motel room. There's space on the floor and stuff. Yeah. Maybe see if uh, Tommy and Nick are okay with us crashing on their floor. <laughs> yeah. Or if you and Tommy are okay with us crashing on your floor. Would, 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 would Mark see that there's only one bed? Like yep. walking, walking around be like, oh. I'll go downstairs and knock on the door. Okay. I think that Casey's going to turn back to Theo, like leaning on the door frame. I can't say that I can relate to what's what that is, but some advice that I need to hear for myself as well that you might need to hear is you need to rely on your friends. Uh, they're here to protect you, and they really can become your family, a new family, a better family than I can tell from what that is. But I can see that it's hard. I'll see you around. Hey, you'll go downstairs and knock at the door, and like almost instantly, uh, Tommy's there to open it. Mm, okay. Let's hug him. He hugs you back. It's okay. Everything's taken care of. It's over? 
Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Now, like, Stan decided to indicate you guys should come inside and be like, uh, given how you guys got here, it's, um, look, it's not much, but uh, he's, like, taken some extra blankets and pillows and, like, built little ersat sleeping bags cute where's nick by the way nick is is standing and is sitting on the floor like on one side of what's clearly a pile of playing cards they've been playing some kind of a card game on casey's gonna sit on one side of the door against the wall i think she's gonna take off her jacket and like put it on top of her and use that as a blanket okay gun across her lap classic Okay, you guys hunkered down for the night. I think Theo does not sleep. That sounds right. Just like rapt attention at the slow, somehow sinister snore of her brother. What I think that means is that everyone will heal up one harm except for Theo. And then let's make some rolls. Okay, woman with the plan. Fuck yeah. 14. Two holds. I'm really nervous the day I roll bad on that because then you get to use a hold against me. Mm-hmm. And then Destiny's placing. Let's roll for premonition too. Yep. Uh, I got a nine. Nine. And ten for Destiny's placing. Mark, you see a person who you don't recognize sort of overlapping in space a ghost, like a thickly pale purple figure with glowing eyes and tall curved horns sticking out from its forehead. There are other people that have the same ghost in them. So this, sorry, this character or this guy is overlapped with this ghost that has horns? Mm-hmm. Guy's just a normal guy. You see one of these people that has this ghost in them stick their hand in Casey's mouth and then she's got the ghost. Mark, if you stop that from happening, you mark experience. Kira, one or two? One. A contract can be canceled by either party. Interesting. Casey has these roles that she likes to do where she never tells me what they are for the connect the dots. Uh, and it's great. I love it. I get three questions. Yeah. Okay. I do have a question, a Theo question. I think like maybe in the middle of the night, Theo might try and sense like is the connection between her and Mark still there or is it fading or is it gone? It faded pretty quickly after the fight. Like that particular connection. Okay. Yeah. That begs a number of questions and I'm pleased with all of them. Kira, you wanted to try to like I think at either some point in the night or in the following morning, Kira wants to talk to Tommy, though. Wants to what? She wants to talk to Tommy. Oh, I'm sure she does. Hey, are you asleep? <laughs> what are you doing? Um, I wanted to talk to you about something. You've had a <laughs> hell of a night. Are you sure you don't want to, you know? I mean, yeah, but I just, I can't sleep until... I can say some stuff. Okay. Let's go outside. Okay. Can I say that, like, 
as they're leaving, Kate, like one of Casey's eyes just kind of opens, but then doesn't say anything and closes. I'm cool with that. Something that you had said yesterday was kind of, I don't know, just kept playing it back in my head. You said you're always in danger. So am I. <laughs> so, um, I don't know. I mean, it's what we do, Tommy. Kind of comes with the territory. And this whole situation. I know you were trying to keep me safe. And that you were worried something was going to happen. And that you might do something. But you, you can't live your life like that. You can't let fear control you like that. For something that might never happen. There's always going to be stuff out there that's going to try and fuck with us. And... <laughs> you know what we do about it? Fuck it up first. <laughs> we stop it. We do that together. No more of this going off on your own shit. And then I think, like, Kira would, like, put her hand on his chest and be like, it's you and me. Okay? He could put his hand on your hand and go, you and me. Hmm. Okay. Um, also, one other thing. <laughs> <laughs> so, um... I sort of left before I let you say anything, um, but, which is fine. It's like, you know, no big deal. But um, it's just that I've, um, I've never said that to anybody before. So um, <laughs> I think you are like doing your vague dancey aroundy business with your like I said some stuff and it's totally fine and like I don't and he's just gonna kiss you. Oh <laughs> okay. Oh okay. Um <laughs> and then he'll go, I love you too. End of yeah. end of scene. Good. Alright. Tell me what you think of this, Johnny, but I'm wondering if Theo could reach out to Dockers. To say what? I think she's definitely doing it in her head. I think she has been Spending probably the last hour or more quietly crying. And she's been trying to go to sleep and just having a hard time. And I think actually, like, she just reached out to the doctors and, like, asks him if he has any, like, interesting, like, stories that'll maybe help distract her. But I think she just goes, like, hey, doctors, are you there? Yeah, yeah, you have yourself to go, you know? Uh, do you, do you have any interesting stories? I'm kind of having a hard time falling asleep. Real quick, what do you think of this jacket? jacket? He's made himself like a, I think like a ghostly version of the jacket that your father is wearing in the family portrait that hangs over his desk. Except he's got like the, the sleeves pushed up like it's 1980s Chicago. Huh? huh? Wow. Is he wearing like the Hawaiian shirt underneath it? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, it clashes a little bit, but makes you look spiffy. Hmm. Spiffy's a little, little off-brand, off-brand. and it's just gone.
story, 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 story. Okay, do you want like a funny story or like a fucked up story? Dealer's choice. You don't have to like actually tell a story. I just was thinking like I think when like Theo's not able to fall asleep and she's just crying and like she like tried reaching out to see if that bond between her and Mark are there to maybe comfort her and when that's gone she's just maybe just kind of grasping at some straws. I think what he'll do is be like, I'm going to tell you about the third ugliest fan I ever owned in my life. And then he's going to talk and it's going to get extremely specific. It takes him 45 minutes to start talking about the interior and by the time he does, he looks up and you're asleep. Oh man, I like that fan. Miss that fan. I'm not kidding. So if you don't mind, at this point, I want to time hop. Mm-hmm. I think it makes sense at this point that that is done. Kira, your woman will be back to normal. You'll have to drive with them in Tommy's rental. Theo and Deacon will drive back on their own. Or, well, why would, they, why would he go home? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Uh oh. <laughs> I think would Kira maybe have been able to say like we might want to get out of here early in the morning? Would like, before Deacon wakes up? Here's the question: mm-hmm. Would you want or be able to take Theo with you? Well, yeah, I would love to, but I don't know if she would want to come. Because Deacon's not done here. Yeah, I don't think Theo can leave unless. Theo could tell him what happened, that the, the werewolf from there that he'd come here looking for, they killed. Theo rolled manipulate someone. I'm going to have that be what happens. And then one of two things. Against Deacon? Against Deacon, yes. Who is your family? Ted. Okay. He is monstrously hungover. Wait, 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 wait. Killed. You killed a werewolf and a ghost at the same time? Nice. Darker and darker, Theora. I like it. And he takes a swig from a cup that looks like it has water, but is almost certainly vodka. You're driving home. Sure. Can I have the keys? Yeah. And I think you, he does that thing where like, he snatches them away from you for, at the last second, but then gives them to you. Just out of, He doesn't know how not to be an asshole. All right. Then you get in your cars and you drive home and you're back in, you're back in your city. Where do you go? Do you go to... Your own home? Do you guys want to stick together? Mark, I don't know if you wanted to try to like to talk to your mom to see if she knows anything about Rex. I think Mark is still a little worried about the fact that she might be involved with with the whole thing. I think he's gonna well <laughs> I'm gonna reach out to, to other Mark. Real quick. Mm-hmm. Casey, did you set up security at Kira's house? Well, I sure as hell hope so now. Um, I don't think so. I mean, she, Casey doesn't exist, so she wouldn't be too worried about people coming after her. Okay. And it's not really Casey's home, so... Okay. Mark, roll plus weird. And what do you want to say to other Mark? Hey, where you at? Ah! Oh, sorry, that's right. You're new to this. Yeah, okay. It's okay. I'm, uh... Just trying, just trying to get some work done. The Starbucks. Oh, cool. Uh, congrats on the job. Um, where do you know where mom is at? 
uh, I don't know, probably at home or at work with RJ. Wasn't he at dawn break with her? Oh, yeah, that's that sounds right. Sorry, it's th- these blogs are not coming together too well. Weird day. What? <laughs> so, sorry, you you said RJ is where? They're um, yeah, they're back. They're back there. They're that place is extremely weird, and um, I gotta get these done by four o'clock today or I don't get paid. So I kind of, I kind of walked out and I'm at the Starbucks and I'm. I'm, Um, Yeah, that's fine. You, you, you focus on that. Do you know anything about financial services? Uh, Not, I mean, uh, well, that was worth a shot. Yeah. Yeah. Have a good day. What is going on? He ditched. He just left. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Okay. Um, I think because he's you and because of, of your mind connection, the, the thing I want to like give you about that conversation is that like he's rocketed straight into denial. About and the he, whole thing. Yep. And he is just trying to continue on with living his normal life. And anything that gets in the way of that is going to be hard to look at. Okay. That's something we'll have to revisit. Do you want to hunt down your mom and other Mark? I was going to say, can I can, can I telepathically connect with my mom? Roll plus weird. 11. What would you like to say to your mother? Hey, mom. Mark, Howard. Right, it's not. Okay. Yeah, other other Mark. Um, so, yeah, where, where are you at right now? With, uh, with your friends, the... Cult? (laughs) Sorry, I'm sorry. I know they're friends of yours, but it's... Are you going to be home tonight? Are we... Nope. (laughs) Nope. (laughs) She's at dawn break, John. Oh, okay. Yeah. Sorry. (laughs) You guys sent her and RJ to be with uh, Riley and them. Not RJ. Oh, not RJ. No, don't you remember? I used my dark negotiator move to convince him to go elsewhere. Okay. Yeah, specifically because I don't trust that fucker. <laughs> Why not? Oh, you know, because he's no soul. And he gave me his creepy business card. Shit, I don't know what I'm supposed to say now. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> so she's at Don break. That's good. You know what? Never, never mind. I'll, I'll, I'll call you back a little later. I'll call you back. You have reached the mind of Mark Clayton. <laughs> <laughs> If you'd like to leave a creepy dream, press one. Okay, so I feel like either we ask your mom if she knows more about Rex than she's letting on or whatever. I mean, that's, that's ultimately what I was trying to do, but then I'm confused by this, this Dawn Break thing. <laughs> we, we brought her to Dawn Break because if you remember, those, the drum was after her. Yeah. Um, and so we wanted to keep her in hiding yep. so that they couldn't find her. Um, but also away from Rex because we didn't trust him. The other thing is the family. Um, we said we would check in with them when we uh, were done with the whole werewolf situation to see if they made any progress with the mask. So retract that statement. I'm still on the phone with her. <laughs> well, you're still on your mind brain. Yes. Oh, I, that, that, that's what I'm saying. I'm still con- in connection with her. 
do you know anything? Oh, of course you know about Rexgrove. Do you know what he's connected with? Um, the community? Darker than that. You mean like investors? He's a wealthy man, Mark. I don't imagine that he's gotten this far without getting his hands dirty in some way. This communication that we're having right now, Dark. Oh, like the things that I can do, Dark. Uh-huh. Yeah, he's... He's controlling these spirits. RJ? He almost took me. Mom. What do you mean? He was... He was with me when that happened. He was hiding when that happened. All I know is that this leads back to him. And... We're a little worried about it. Roll manipulate someone. Mark, I know you're threatened by the presence of another man in my life, but... Listen, it it isn't about that. If you can give me some kind of proof, then we can talk about that. But until then, I'm going to have to ask you to... Do you know anything about masks? Has he mentioned masks? Has he talked about masks? And not not masks that, you know, you, you wear at Halloween or some shit, but like... He's using those as a control method for for these spirits. We've had to rip them off of at least two, or actually three. And I, I got a hold of one, and I was able to put on the mask as as I was just trying to see past this problem. And I, I saw him, and I had this feeling that I wanted to be be at the top. I disconnected with Mark. I'm not just making this up. I mean, you can ask. <laughs> you can ask my friends. They they witnessed the whole thing. Okay. I'll take some time away from him, but I'm still not sure I believe all this. He's just a man, Mark. He's just a businessman. He's not. He's not like you and me. It's what. It's what I love about him. This world is not always what it seems. You're proof enough of that. Be careful. You too. Quick. <laughs> so Theo, you're headed back to the manor in, I think we said St. Paul. Here at Casey Mark. Yeah. Where are you going? Or where are you having Tommy drive you rather? Tommy and Nick. I think we should check in with the family. Or are we wanting to go to the family or are we wanting to go to Donbrick to make sure that other Mark and Mark's mom are following our rules? We could head there and then I suppose we can call the family from there, figure out what's going on. I'm down for that. Was anybody looking after your house, Kira? (laughs) I mean, Donovan probably. He lives there. But wasn't he he sticking around with Donbrick to keep an eye on Mark's mom? He said he was busy working working on whatever, like on his research stuff. Okay. So, I don't like how many times you've been asking about <laughs> your house. Do I, do I have any sort of security system? I probably have something. Am I getting an alert on my phone or something? Do you want us to go to Kira's house? Is that what you really want us to do? I just am ask, I'm just asking questions. Uh, uh. 
When's the last time I've been to my house? <laughs> okay, how about this? Do we want to swing by Kira's house <laughs> and get our own car and then go point. to dawn break? Yeah, or go to dawn break and then have Tommy take us to your house? Well, yeah. I think logistically speaking, Kira's car would be at Tommy's at the, the oh, Sparks, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're Sparks right. cabin. So you can do that and you can swing by your house. And okay. <laughs> no, we don't, we'll just go back to the cabin, get Kira's car, and then go to dawn break. Okay, that makes sense. Convince the Sparks Brothers to come with because they're our best friends. I follow. And Tommy loves me. <laughs> I mean, we're, yeah. Roll manipulate someone on Nick. Can I help out? Yes. Uh, I did an eight for help out. Okay. Roll a seven. Okay. So an eight total. I think when you asked Nick to come with, he's going to be like, gesture vaguely at all of you and be like, what the hell for? For your winning personality, obviously. We could use another gun crazy person to talk to Shades' mom. What do you? What are we? What do you think? I want to. I want to fill him in on the situation with uh, what Uncle was trying to do, and say they might be gearing up for a big fight, and we could use your help. To like sling a shotgun over his shoulder. <laughs> like, I do love a fight. Then do we swing? Want to swing by my house first, or why? We I don't know. We have, no, we have no reason to, aside from Johnny goading us. Don't let him get to you, Lauren. Don't let him. Okay, fine. I'll go to Dawn Break first. Well, you know what? What? <laughs> Do you? I can use a point and ask him like, when and where is the next critical event going to occur? Would that make you feel better? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Okay, fine. <laughs> I will use. Also, does Mark tell us what he saw? No, nope, not yet. I haven't yet. Okay. Yeah, so Johnny, when and where is the next critical event going to occur? Either at Kira's house or at her office at Kira's. You have an office? She has a cube. <laughs> Which is like an office, just without the walls. But every time she looks at it, Kira can't stop thinking of it more as Casey's cube, which hmm. had been. Yeah. Well, if, if we know that something's going to happen either there or my house... Where should we go? Kind of curious what's going to happen at Ears. I know. Casey would want to go to Ears because she's worried about the author and Jesse and the team, but is also terrified. Well, we could swing by there. I mean, I would maybe... It wouldn't be... Can Casey text Mendy? Sure. And then she's just going to simply say, are you okay? He'll respond, yes, question mark. Uh, Casey will just say... I got a hunch that something might happen at years. Should I stay away? Maybe. Or would you, or do you want me there to aid you? Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> that reaction. Ooh. So people. <laughs> no, I think Casey will respond with maybe take a PTO day. It'll be safe for that way. We'll manipulate someone. Nine. If any of the patients that I cancel on today are angry with me, I will give them your name. Okay. <laughs> <Being a smart-ass. laughs> all right, let's, let's go to ears, I guess. Uh, if you're listening to the radio at all again, that song will play again. We will never, ever, ever have to hide. Ooh!
they call him Exploding Boy because he is blowing up all over the charts. That's Exploding Boy with I'll Be Your. Dot, dot, dot. Can I roll Investigate a Mystery? We just can't stop getting requests for that song. Roll, roll Investigate a Mystery. Eight. You can ask one question. Who is Exploding Boy? I think you can pull out your phone and kind of look at Google him. He is a Minneapolis-based musician and producer. His real name, Carl Rathke. He just put out his first album, and it is ferociously popular. The album is called My Words. It got a 9.5 on Pitchfork. It got an A- minus on AV Club. We don't give perfect scores, but this is a perfect record type mm-hmm. shit on all the, all the webs, all the interwebs. They're going to try to do a thing for the remainder of the month that every single Saturday he'll be playing the XL Energy Center. Tickets for those shows are no longer available. Where's Casey sitting in the car? Shotgun, probably. Am I in the back? Yeah. I'm going to put my hand on her shoulder. I need to show you something. Are you asking permission first, Mark Clayton? Yes. Uh, that's character development. Sure. Thanks for asking. <laughs> Just blam. <laughs> Visual of her getting oh. ghost mouthed. Are there any details I can like pull from that? Like who it was that was controlling the ghost, who the ghost was? Not with Mark's nine. You get all the detail he got, which is same ghost, multiple bodies, and then it goes into yours. I shouldn't say ghost because Mark, now that you're sort of more aware of their and its nature and yours, uh-huh. it's more like a, a spirit or what you might call a demon, okay. a, den- a proper denizen of there. Have you shown Kira this? She's driving. Kira, do you want to see this? Maybe not when she's driving. Yeah, just give me. Hang on, pull over to the side of the road. Roll act under pressure, Kira, for reasons that I don't care to disclose. Eight. You pull over to the side of the road. What do I? What do I see? And does anything from my dark past seem familiar? Would you like to roll that, please? I would. Let's put my finger on her shoulder, and <laughs> that is now my new thing. Where I will, I will touch you to to get your attention first and then do it. <laughs> 13. Okay. Ask the requisite number of questions. Do I know anyone who might be behind this? It's very rude that they made that a yes or no question because no. Ah. Yeah, I think I want to I think I want to ask the when I dealt with this creature, one of its kind I learned. I think it only really makes sense for this to have been a rumor that you'd heard because I don't think Destiny's Shadow or Divinity's Shadow, there was a whole sort of, like, I don't know what you would call it, remote office, a camp that um, for at first inexplicable reasons had gone completely rogue and began, I think, killing indiscriminately. And then it was discovered that they had all been um, possessed and controlled and turned into some kind of a hive mind. Okay, so then I would share that with you guys. It's just rumor, but could be the same kind of thing. Such a hive mind. Well, please don't let it get in me. You know who might be able to help with that, Theo. 
Why? This is protecting me. She gave it to me. She might be able to do something for you. Oh. Prevent well, something from possessing him once. Should we get her? Is she going to want to see us? I don't know. I hope so. I can reach out. Ring, 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 ring. You hear Mark saying ring, ring in your head, Theo. Hey. Hey. Um, we're heading up to... Uh, do you want to join us? Um, I think Casey might need... I think she needs some help. I, I had a... Have, have, have I told you that I have visions? Yeah, I have visions. So, and they typically... They have the potential of coming true, and I'm... I just need, I think I need your help. Did you see a vision of Casey? Oh, so you like dream about her? Like just, you just have to. Like, I, I think it completely like goes over Mark's head. I'm oh. putting words in your mouth, Theo. It's just Johnny being a dick. So yeah, uh, she, yeah, she has this demon thing that could potentially be taking her body over. And uh, I'm wondering if you have any abilities that would be able to help her. Yeah, I think I can gather some stuff to make something. I mean, I definitely have more access to things now than I did in the middle of the cave. Do you know, is it is it specifically a demon? I, I don't know what it is. Uh, I it, it had horns? And yeah, and then, uh, yeah, I, I think I send you the, the visual at that point. Is there anything that I can identify, like, creature, monster? Yeah, is there a monster I can identify... To protect Casey against? We'll plus sharp. 13. You don't recognize the specific creature, but the horns are of a certain species of thing that you guys have sort of taxonomied it as, is ogre, which is like different from the sort of Shrek version of it, where it's more, it's just a sort of different construct of spirit than a traditional soul would be. They live in and come from there, and they are not permitted come to this side without assistance. From either side or from this side? Or that's all? From this side. Nothing from there can help something from there get here. Okay. Only beings from here can treat with there and move them, and vice versa. It's a wall that's bound by deals. Contract, perhaps? I suppose. I mean, have you seen anything like this? Do you think you would have something that would be able to help us? Um, I haven't seen one personally, but I've learned about them. Um, let me gather some stuff, and I can try and meet you guys. Where, like, where are you going? We're gonna go to Ears first. Yes, we're. And then I think we were gonna go to Dawnbreak. Yep, Dawnbreak. She can work on that thing at her house, and then she can meet us at Dawnbreak. We're gonna be going to Ears. Why don't you meet us at Dawnbreak? We'll be there in a little bit. Dawnbreak. Yeah, actually, it's a good question. Has she been to Dawnbreak? I don't think I've ever been to. But she has. Dot. Yeah, it's at the old dress barn. Dress barn. Um, oh, and uh, I didn't forget about the other day. I'm just 
There's a lot going on right now. That's fine. We'll chat. Okay. Just, what else do you know about yours? Basically what the rest of you know. You know when they started. I think Bennett the Sixth thinks of them as like a child who thinks he's playing with a sparkler but actually has a nuclear bomb. You don't think very highly of them. If they're cops, you're a leftist. <laughs> Theo, also, as you're kind of getting your things together, you can hear, like, just a casual argument between uh, Kathleen and Katerina, where Kathleen is like, no, but, but literally listen to the songs. They're terrible. They're not good, and he's so famous. And Katerina's like, well, I mean... There's no accounting for taste. It's, I mean, maybe he has a really good street team. Kathleen's like, street team? You don't get people to tell you about shitty music a lot and then it's good. What are you missing here? Katarina's like, I don't know, all of it? Why are we talking about this? <laughs> Think with Casey. I feel like Theo might enchant a necklace. Instead of a bracelet, considering okay. the person was reaching into their into her mouth. Okay. Um, so do I? Can I take the time for heading over to the dress barn to do that? I think I will ask you to roll really use magic. Nine. Um, do I add plus one because of practice? Why? Because uh, to bar a place or portal to a specific person or type of creature. You know what? Yep. Okay. Okay, so I think, yeah, you'll take a, um, I think the reason you overhear this conversation is because you just fully walk into the twins' laboratory and, like, they're arguing with each other about music or whatever. You, like, take a length of silver wire, you put on the alternating jade and marble pearls, and then you, like, I don't know why I, like, get stupid details like this. I think you, um... You dip the whole thing in olive oil and then burn it off and then hook it to a clasp and then hook the other end to an eye. And then, yeah, you have a very fragrant, slightly tacky, but definitely effective necklace charm. Yeah, I guess Theo's going to try and sneak out of the house. Would you roll act under pressure for me, please? Um, that's going to be a solid five. Oh, another adventure, huh? I assume it's Deacon. It is Deacon. He's got his like padded motorcycle jacket on and his like I think beige tunic that goes about halfway down to his knees under like sticking out from below. Up to see your friends again, huh? Nope, just out gathering supplies. You know you can't really lie to me. Why don't you cut me in? Why? You owe me. What do you mean? I had plans for that werewolf, Theo. I mean, is it my fault that you lost the car and got drunk? I haven't figured that out yet. We're doing nothing. Come on, I'll give you a ride. No. Okay, okay. I can help, you know. And then he'll kind of turn around and walk away and be like, we shouldn't be enemies, Theora. 
and he'll walk back into the house. You hate him so much. I don't like. I don't know what to say to him because, like, I want to like fight back, but that's not what Theo would do. I think that tracks. It's very on brand. That's very in character for Theo. He's like, I what so. you? Sh- I, what is it? Uh... No. Shouldn't be enemies, Theora. <laughs> and you realize that even she didn't expect herself to say that. <laughs> I feel like Doc is just like, whoa. Nice. <laughs> we just stick it to the man. <laughs> that guy's a cop. <laughs> I think because Theo might be feeling a little bit empowered. <sighs> Can I go find my brother, my older brother? Okay. Yeah, he'd be in the house. I think, I'm assuming he maybe he's in like his own office. And if he's going to knock on his Definitely. door. Definitely, yep. Uh, if he's going to knock on his door before stepping in. His door's open, but you are expected to knock. He doesn't look up. He's writing, he's copying, seems to be copying something from a large book into a more portable one. How was Iowa? Um... Kind of boring. Deacon got drunk. <laughs> that doesn't sound boring, but I'm glad you got out unscathed. I look at you above above the top of his glasses. Yeah. Um. Sorry to bother you, but could I uh, borrow one of your cars? I'll take his glasses off. Be like, I thought you liked your street razor. I do, but. Um, I kind of need something more weatherproof. They can hold more than one person. Roll manipulate someone. Six. You do know why Deacon isn't allowed on family business, right? Because he broke a rule. And if you're with him... I'm not with have... him. Well, that remains to be seen, Theora. He'll put his glasses back on and be like, just try to keep your street razor out of the rain, Okay. It'll just like gesture if there's nothing else. They'll yeah, they'll turn and leave. Roll plus sharp. That's a six. Okay, nothing. It's it's for you to hear something. God damn it. Okay. See you goes to her open. Okay. All the rest of you are pulling up to the dress barn. Uh, ears. Are we going ears, to ears? first. We're going to ears first. Yep. Yeah. All right. People in a portly parking attendant scans your badge and makes you kind of sign in for all the people that all you are. All the extra in. people. Yep. Can I use my ears badge? I would love for you to use your. No, don't do it. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> no, Casey, hold on to it. Roll act under pressure, Casey. Ah, <laughs> oh, fuck you. <laughs> You're a monster. Do you want to, um... <laughs> Don't! <laughs> do it! He's goading you! You little shit. 14? You keep your badge and your face hidden from him. On the way to ears, I do think I would want to fill in Casey on what I know about the drum and ears. I think I would say, hey, just heads up. I don't totally know all of the details and what it means. But do you remember the drum? Actually, no, you weren't there. (laughs) (laughs) 
I would have told you about it though. The agents that we fought, and then obviously the people that we fought yesterday, two days ago, however long ago that was, at Mark's mom's house. Yeah, so they are, I don't totally know what their connection is, but I know that they are connected to ears in some way. And I don't know if it's like a sect of ears or what they used to be. I'll say kind of what they had said where it was like, Ears has lost its way, the drums, how they'll get it back or something like that. Some sort of fanatics or something. Hell of a time to tell me now. Well, as we go in. I want you to know, I want you to be aware of what's going on before we jump into the situation. Who knows if they're going to be here. I don't know exactly what the status is on them, but. Do you know if any of the team is aware or a part of it? I'm assuming they're not a part of it. I don't think so. Would that be something I'd be able to tell at all? You tell me. I don't think without like doing some sort of internal investigation would I be able to do that and that would maybe raise some flags. I don't know. I don't think so. I just want you to be aware so we're all on the same page and Hopefully no fucking surprises. I think Casey's gonna be quiet the rest of the drive. Hey guys, Johnny here, your keeper of monsters and mysteries. Popping in to thank you again for listening and also to remind you that you can get in touch with us. We're at Monsters Playbook on Facebook and Instagram and at Monster Playbook on Twitter for Twitter reasons. Plus, you can email us at MonstersPlaybook at gmail.com. Also, this episode, we are so psyched to be doing a promo swap with another Monster of the Week actual play podcast called The Storyteller Squad. If you like our show, you'll probably like theirs. Take a listen and check them out. Hello, adventurers. Do you enjoy stories about monsters and magic? Welcome to Autumn Falls, a cozy small town in the Pacific Northwest. There's mysteries to uncover, but first, let's check in with our heroes. He's creeping about like he probably shouldn't be. I'm Hugo Rashad. Fighting monsters isn't the safest thing. Bright pink, over-caffeinated, it's me, Bethany Miller. When you said disaster queer, every single person looked away. Can I get verbal confirmation that none of you will say anything about what you saw today? Agent Lonnie Whitaker, reporting in from the Eastie Agency. Lucky for you all, Lonnie is very cool. It's really weird and bizarre and a whole lot of feeling stuff that I did not want to get into, so I kind of booked it out of there. I'm Raven Eugenia. Every coherent thought has just left my brain. I just wanted to be friends because that's what everyone else was doing. My name is Damien Edgecrest. I want to be like these people, you know? Clearly talking to the tree is not a normal thing that people can do. I'm Felicity Starnbrook. Surprisingly, I'm useful. If I'm being perfectly honest, I don't want people knowing what I am. I'm Aiden Brightwood. Well, that was not the magic I expected to be practicing. If you'd like to join our heroes as we play Monster of the Week, then check out The Storyteller Squad, available wherever you listen to podcasts. Let's have an adventure.
Check out the Storyteller Squad at thestorytellersquad.com or find them on Facebook at The Storyteller Squad or on Twitter and Instagram at Story Squadcast. And be sure to follow along with their adventures wherever you get your podcasts. And now, back to our adventures. Okay, so then we go in the ears. Go in, Park. You head up to your floor. What's going on? <laughs> Anything seem amiss? Um, Robert, bad situation. Something's supposed to happen, right? Uh, 13. Okay. Advanced move. Because I just took two advanced more, more advanced moves last time. This was just going to happen. As you're walking in and as you're walking past, everyone is looking at you. Like, oh, oh okay. I, and a few people maybe start to say something and then just don't. Uh-huh. And as you kind of get near your... Oh, no desk yeah people who are looking at you suddenly start looking sort of over your shoulder and the all of you are aware there's the presence of a person heavy with authority behind you you turn around and there is a guy who's maybe five foot three the fucking director (laughs) bald with like the horseshoe of hair wearing like a black jacket over a navy blue collarless shirt Shoes, you can tell, are the most expensive shoes you've ever seen a person wearing. And he goes, do you want to hear something funny? There's a name that's crossed my desk in the last two months more than any other name. Do you want to guess what that name is? Well. Ashwood, walk with me. Can, I'm wondering. Do I see Jesse anywhere? No. No? What about the team? Tak and Gia are here. They look, like, nervous. Is Casey able to slip away with Mark when this guy, like, between all this commotion, is Casey able to, like, slip Mark away? Well, that kind of pressure. Mark is just, like, gawking at this whole thing and then just kind of, like... I'm gonna... <laughs> oh, you're gonna... I'm sorry, you're gonna... I'm gonna add three to it. You do it to yourselves. You know you do. <laughs> Um, I'm just also here. 14. Advanced move. Yeah, I think you slipped Mark away like sort of a, ho- a row over almost immediately when people started looking your way. Yeah. Yeah. Mark just kind of went, oh, we're going over here. Okay. Casey's just going to like have him like, let's just, just blend in and follow my lead. Mark's push like pushes his hair back and like tries to like clean himself up. Licks his hand and then <laughs> look normal. Look normal. Normal looking. Normal you looking. have human eyes. And they're not firing. <laughs> normal human walking. I, I've been using I've been using electrical tape to like like hide the smoke. So I'm like I take no, a little good, like good, piece okay. out of my pocket and like put it on the sides. I think I think like when Casey sees Mark trying to like fix himself up, I think she's just gonna pause by the wall and just like take him on either side of the arms and just. Take a deep breath with me. In. And then out. Can I roll act under pressure not to like cough and like knock my glass? Or can I <laughs> help out? Because essentially Casey's trying to give him a pep talk. Sure. Oh fuck, I got a seven. 
You got a nine. So I think what happens is like, Mark inhales and then doesn't exhale and then goes <laughs> and starts coughing and then Jesse being like, um, um, <laughs> so there's just two people in the corner coughing at each other. Yep. And everyone's like, what is that? But also, holy shit, the director. But if I can say to Mark, to look like you fit in, just stand a little taller. You know, put your chin up, put your shoulders back, and you'll fit in He's, fine. Mark becomes awkwardly just like, like so? <laughs> just got a stick up his ass. Mark, please. For the love of God. I think at this point he's like starting to sweat because he's like a little <laughs> nervous from all this. All right. Just just walk behind me. Come on. Okay. Question. Uh, did Tommy and Nick come in or did they stay outside? That's up to you. I think they stayed outside. Okay. Um, I'll follow him. Can I, like, as I see, as I see, like, um, do I see like Casey dragging Mark away, like as they're like pulling him back? Can I try to like catch their eye, one of their eyes, and just kind of be like, hopefully like they get the signal what I'm trying to what I'm trying to say. I feel like that's a given. Yeah. At this point of our mm-hmm. friendships. Mm-hmm. You have my consent. <laughs> <laughs> I get it now. Mm-hmm. So okay, yeah, he's walking ahead of you, and I think, how tall is Kira? Five foot five. Okay, then yeah, then, yeah. He's about five foot three. He's he's distinctly shorter than you. Yep. I think he's five foot three with the lifts in his shoes. And like, I know his name. His name is the director. He just goes by the director. He doesn't have like a director, director Faden or anything like that. Yeah, I don't think. I mean, that, that question might occur to you, but some of the lifers just like, that's his name. Like the author's name is the author. His name is the director. That's what he is. Why would he need, need a name as well? And you want to know the funny thing about what that name is. It's that it belongs to a, and then he'll like stop and sort of spin and face you. Provisional agent. You don't even have a desk, Miss Ashwood. So why are you on so many high-profile cases that deserve my attention? And he'll spin back around on his heel and keep walking and, like, beckon. He's just staying quiet for the moment. He's going to walk a little ways, and then, like, you're going to go down a sort of section of hallway where it's, like, you know, the cube farm still exists, but then at a certain point there's, like, a line, and then all the cubes are empty, and then way at the end of this hall with all these empty desks is his office. And his office is huge. In my head, his office looks exactly like the director's office from Control. Big cherry desk, huge window behind it. And he sits down at it and he sort of beckons towards a a chair in front of the desk. And you sit down and someone you hadn't noticed before exits the, the office and closes the door behind him. And the director leans forward and says, what do you know of the drum? Who is this other person that I see? I recognize them? Just like some, someone in like white and black, dressed like a caterer, like a, some kind of lackey. 
He's there to open and close the door so the director doesn't have to. Of course. Um, counted them a couple times. Sort of like a, a group of militarized soldiers seem to fight against monsters. Really hate monsters. Got some powerful technology on them. I know at one point they had an operative named The Outer. Why do you ask? I hear troubling rumors. And troubling rumors is a big part of my job. And you've encountered this group a number of times and lived to tell the tale. Along with a, um, shall I say, cadre of unauthorized outsiders. There is a process, Ms. Ashwood, for working with contractors. Noted. The author will deal with this kind of uh, minutia. For my purposes, I would like you to continue to investigate this drum. What exactly are you hoping I find? Who they are, what their connection with ears is. I hope this goes without saying, Agent Ashwood, but I'll need you to report to me directly and keep this particular investigation confidential. Questions of the highest stakes and the most sensitive possible nature. Understood. What do you know about them? We'll manipulate someone. And remind me, when we first met the drum, didn't they say the director had sent them? Yeah, they did say that. Slimy bastard. That's a 10. I know they're new. I know they're violent. And I know they know things they're not supposed to. They're close to us, Agent Ashwood. A scorpion riding the turtle. Is there anybody else that can be trusted beyond you. I'm glad you asked. No. He'll like tap his badge and be like, anyone with this badge is potentially compromised. Well, Mark may have hope was listening the entire time. That was what my signal was, was to, I don't know if you guys would have picked up on it, but I assumed you did. Ah, she says she'll be thinking. I'm saying Mark's telepathy. No, I know. He could hear everything that was being said. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I didn't pick up on that as a character or as a person. Oh, come on. I thought you got me. Couldn't you roll plus sharp or something? <laughs> I want to let this ride because I think it's the same thing as um, Aaron. I mean, Casey's literally in the belly of the beast. Her, like, kind of worst nightmare. At least three groups of people that she's afraid of, that they don't know her, don't know her, are here. Mark, would you roll plus sharp for me? Of course. So, uh, you said roll plus sharp? I did say that. Hmm, I rolled a four. Hey, Mark, do you want to know what you haven't been doing? (laughs) (laughs) Listening. Listening. Well, glad we established that. Love you, Kira. (laughs) Don't get fired. Bye. Kira, you 100% think that they are listening. We are ears. We hear everything. Yeah, yeah. This is cool, guys. This is really cool. 
I mean, you're gonna tell us when you see us. We'll see. I'm worried that there's gonna be something that might prevent me from doing that. Casey, what did you want to do? I want to fly Jasper Peters. Aw. Okay. For the listener, Jasper Peters is an entry-level ears agent who Casey had enlisted to help research Nathaniel Rose and Faces back in season one. You find him. Okay. Um, I'm imagining he's a cubicle. No, yeah, he does have a cube. That's that that tracks. Mark is just trailing behind Casey. But I think that Casey's gonna come up to the top of it and kind of lean on it, and she'd be like, "Hey." Oh, do you um, do you mean to move so you can get to the trash can or? Oh no, uh, I was gonna ask you. Uh, here to ask you a question. Um, what can you like tell me? Like, what's up with like the director here in like Ashwood? I'm. I like have the badge and everything. I'm the things that. Who are you? I'm one of the new interns. Congratulations. He'll, he'll like pick up his thing of coffee and be like, "Go talk to your sponsor or whatever." They'll. Oh, they'll that's weird. Around. Like. Agent Davis said that, like, you were cool and you knew, like, what's what. I guess he was wrong. He chokes on his coffee. He'd be like, Davis has another goddamn recruit? I mean, I guess I'll tell him that you weren't as, like, cool as he thought you were. No, 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 no. I'm so cool. I'm pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, I'm prove it. I'm really cool. Prove really. it. Um, What's up with the director being all the way down here? I mean, have you heard the new Exploding Boy? It's like really cool and popular. Okay. That doesn't really explain why the director is down here. I mean, why? We'll manipulate someone and subtract two. That's going to be a 12. Fuck. What's the question? So I'm just trying to figure out like what's up with the director. Like, why is he talking to Kira? So here's the deal with the director. So the office that he walked Kira to, Jasper had thought this whole time was just for show. No one's ever in it. He's never in it. The director's almost never, either he's not in this building or he's on a totally different floor or whatever. So the fact that he's here at all is extremely unique and odd. The fact that he's talking to Kira, who he's already pissed at Jesse for having a recruit, which grants Jesse a degree of managerial status. And now that recruit is getting summoned to the director. Either she's a friggin' rising star, or she's not walking out of that office. I'm just picturing- Sorry, what'd you say your name was? Uh, uh Theo. Um, have you seen, uh, Agent Davis, I was supposed to find him later. Still kind of new around here, getting lost around all the, you know, cubicles and whatnot. They kind of just all look the same. Excuse me. He'll like straighten a a Transformers action figure. Where is Agent Davis? He's off playing hero in Wasika. Super agent. I don't know. What's there? If I knew that, I'd probably be there myself. It's that I'm Transcribing interviews. Gonna save the day again, Peters. Any interesting interviews? He just looks at you like, come on. What, you don't get any interesting interviews here? Who's your friend? You know, it's daytime, right? Well, I know. He was at the eye doctor earlier. 
you know, the routine, like you have to check your eyes to make sure um, you can shoot properly, all that, you know, boring physical stuff. 2020 vision here though. I always have to lie down after that. If there's nothing else, um... Thanks. Casey's gonna hustle Mark away. Is there a hidden spot, like, by that office that Kira and the director went into? Kind of. There are dozens so there... of empty cubicles. Okay. Left empty deliberately. Kept empty deliberately. Mark. Yes. Do you want to split up and you hide in one of these cubicles and I'll hide in another cubicle? Or do you want to hide out together? I'll hide in the other cubicle. Okay. I want you both to separately roll. Act under pressure. Here are your yeah. phone dings. Eleven. Can I see it from what, like my if I have it in my lap or no? Is that a cellular phone, Ashwood? I think it's by you. Yes, chain of command is whatever. Anything else? We'll manipulate someone. Casey, what did you roll? I got a fifteen. Advance. You sure? You sure friggin' did. Uh ten. Okay. Investigate the drum. Find out who's in charge, who's funding them. Come to me, and we'll track them. Sounds good. And Kira, there's a reason I'm coming to you. No one else has encountered the drum and survived. Be careful. Then he spins around in his chair. I'm always careful. I'll walk out. All right. Check my phone. It's Donovan. I think he's very bad at texting. Odd car at Hauk house. Never got used to T9. No. <laughs> Should I kill them? Space question marks question mark. No, don't kill anyone unless they attack you. Keep an eye on them. Where did we put the drum member? Tommy and Nick. We should definitely interrogate them. I also want to talk to dad because apparently dad knows more information about the drum. So I guess we should go to the family after this instead of dumb break. Probably. I don't know. Does the director stay in his office? Yep. Walk out. I'm just gonna like, as I'm walking out the building, I'm just gonna like keep an eye out, see if anybody's like following me. I think the person who had opened and closed the door, two things. One, Casey and Mark, this person is like doing rounds in these cubicles to make sure there's nobody in them and you manage to stay hidden from them. Um, at a certain point, that person just stops, spins on a heel, and walks back to the office, opens the door just in time for Kira to get to it and walk through. That person then closes the door behind you and stays inside the office. Okay, so Kira texts back down and then to just tell him to watch them and don't make any moves unless they come, come at you. I think she would just try to find Casey and Mark. Where do they fucking go? <laughs> goes by her, goes by her desk, and is like looking around. Would she have anything like the drum members had, where it was like to kind of cloak themselves so people can't walk through? I don't know. Would she be able to find that in the office somewhere? Well, you took the one from the guy. I gave it to Mark's mom. I mean, ears does have weird tech. Yeah. Why don't you roll deal with the agency? Explain to me how you're looking for this. Are you like gonna ask somebody? You're just gonna see if you just happen to have one. 
yeah, I was gonna be looking around, but I failed, so don't worry about it. <laughs> so you start looking around for a specific piece of equipment, and you hear a voice behind you. Well, nice of you to join us. Jesse? The author. Oh, hey. I mean, did I get in touch with you? How was Iowa? Scenic. You know, at a certain point, you're going to have to do some missions here, Agent Ashwood. Is there anything you need help with now? Oh, you can fit us into your schedule? That's not how this works. You don't pop by the bulletin board and see if there's any work needs doing. So what do you want? Tell me what the director wanted with you. Classified. I'm sorry? It's classified. What do you think is going on here? You have a name, Agent. I'm the author. You know what that means? I'm the secret. What did the director want with you? You want to help on something that's classified. Get out. All right. I'll leave. Yeah. Actually, while we're at it, Mark, I want you to roll weep plus sharp. And um, I, I want you to roll read bad situation in case you want you to roll help out. Eight. Thirteen. Jesus. <laughs> and this is my advanced move. Okay. Help out is your advanced move. Yeah. Okay. Mark, that person, the door opener thing, one, it wasn't human. Two, it was an angel. How do I know that? It was a good roll and an advanced move help out. You get three questions, but I'm not letting you ask them. You could see, I think you could see it with your sight. And it's like, it was a person walking around, but then the other thing that it also was, an ethereally gorgeous spirit face, a straight up like halo. And then that thing of like trio of wings coming out of its back. I'm gonna shoot that image over to Kira. The third thing you know. To Kira or Casey? I think I'm gonna send it to both. I am your eyes this evening yes so Kira while you were in there you knew as you left the office that this thing is an angel Mark the third thing you know and Casey it works here against its will can I try and communicate with it how would you like to try and do that telepathically so no one else can hear that I'm doing that (laughs) roll plus weird please miss I really don't like when you say that. I know. Ten. All right, I think you you reach out and you believe you have connected with the thing. What keeps you here? He responds in like, I would have you roll plus sharp, but I'm just going to tell you it's Aramaic. You have no idea what words he's using. Does does he know where does this entity know where where I am? Is it aware of where this is coming from? With certainty. It does, does it seem hostile in any way or confused or it just knows? Like, does it, is it settled on the fact that it's doing this thing that it's doing? Yeah, I think the best that I can do for you, Mark Clayton, is to tell you that it advises you, like, speaking in your mind in words you don't understand, but then, like, walking kind of up to you in the cubicle where you're hiding. You're not supposed to be here. 
it's like telling telling you to leave to not be in that cubicle anymore can i feel if this entity is stressed at all or like no okay i try to give it some sense of acknowledgement and does it does it just kind of continue on its way or does it if you leave or is it just focused on me now <laughs> it's like standing at the sort of door to this cubicle and it's like and the clarity okay so I'm gonna get up and nod at Casey that I'm I'm, I'm heading downstairs or wherever to, to leave I, I assume it's it's with me on my way out no there's this sort of zone of empty cubicles. You were hiding in one. It makes you leave the zone and then moves on. Can I not leave the building, but go somewhere else? Can I find another hiding spot? Sure. Roll act under pressure. Nine. You go into a cubicle that actually is fully equipped and has a computer that's turned on, some headphones draped over the back of the seat. You kind of like try to duck in there. Do I see anything interesting on the screen? Oh, it's Spotify playing an exploding boy channel exploding boy channel that's the singer we've been hearing on the radio yep we do notice that he he only has four songs and the one that you can faintly hear coming out of the headphones is terrible does it have a play count next to the uh the songs mm-hmm. played the most the one that's been played the most is i'll be your that's about like 4.5 million plays is that what we've been hearing on the radio? Mm-hmm. The other three ha- each have about like two and a half to three each. Can I snoop on the computer and see if I can find anything? You can start to. Okay. And then uh, a short, chubby, red-haired, bearded guy will be like, um... <clears throat> <laughs> we stopped doing the hot desk thing in like March, so... I was... I was literally just checking to make sure that everything was, was okay here. I'm, I'm one of the new IT guys. Yeah, whatever, man. Listen. Uh, hey, by the way, that, those are some really good songs. I've been hearing those on the radio. Yeah, they must be good. How did you get into them? Oh, you, you know, just it's kind of you, you know, top played. I just, I just pop in whatever's popular. Okay. Well, yeah. Uh, good, good luck. And I just, I, you know, walk away. Yeah, good luck. <laughs> And with that, I, <laughs> I just kind of like shuffle out of the room. <laughs> okay. Like, um, <laughs> uh, uh, okay. And I'll probably just like wait out in the, like outside the cubicles in a hallway somewhere and just like look at my phone for a bit. Okay. And in the meantime, I'm, I'm, I'm telepathically reaching out to Casey. Like, oh my God. Oh my God. I almost got caught. <laughs> Don't get caught. Just nothing. Never mind. Go find Kira. Kira walks out. The thing is no longer patrolling Casey, so you're free to leave. Or what does the director do? He stays in there, as far as you can tell. What do you want to do? Well, Kira would have went outside after being told to leave. Catch. Yeah. I have a question, and you can say no, Johnny, because um, I didn't come up with it at the time. Could I have tried to like when the when the author was asking me like whatever, blah blah blah. And then I said, it's classified. Could I like 
try to like lay down a little thick as like don't press into this. Well, manipulate someone. Uh, 11. She's still going to make you leave, but as yeah, you like to the door, she'll be like an Ashwood. Yeah. Keep your phone on. Noted. Okay, I'll wait out at the cars by Tommy and Nick until uh, the rest of the gang <laughs> can be grouped with us. Yep. I'll text them and be like, I'm outside. Casey? Casey's phone is on silent. I think she's going to go try and check out Jesse's desk. I don't know if he has an office or a cubicle. I think what he has is an intern moving his things from his cubicle to his office. So there's someone there? Yep. Um, I think Casey's going to come in. Oh, hey. Uh, I can take, it, take this from here, you know. Why don't you go grab some lunch? The person says nothing and just continues moving things. It's a young woman younger than you, but like mean. The producer said that they were looking for you and to let me handle moving Agent Davis's stuff. They don't, they don't stop. Seriously? Look, Battle Scars, I don't know why you're trying to do intern work, but it's A to B. I charge by the hour. I'm just trying to earn my stripes here. Don't take this away from me. I mean, if you're trying to earn your stripes, why don't you just go, like, find a monster? Okay. Maybe that works for killers like you, but I'm trying to be a knowledge worker, okay? Does she know who I am? She's, like, you can sort of judge by the way she's talking to you that she's just intuiting that you're combat agent. Yeah. Like, the way you carry yourself, she's like, I see the holster, I see the muscles, I get, come on. Would I be able to check the computer while she's in here? Not without her trying to stop you. Okay. We're so good at going undercover, guys. You guys are actually doing great. Thanks, Dan. I think Casey's just gonna, like, huff and just be like, fine. Whatever. Just make sure you don't make, don't put that stuff in non-alphabetical order. They'll get pissed at you. And then you'll really have to work to get higher up. There's a stack of framed pictures on one end of the desk. Don't do this, Johnny. The one on top is uh, Jesse and your dad, like, proudly holding up uh, perfectly baked pies. Friends of the family. Fine. Casey will leave. Because it pleases me to do so, where did Casey learn to bake? Probably from her dad. He found a different student in this world. Okay, so while I'm waiting for them to come outside, I want to like go over to where t- uh, Nick and Tommy are. Oh, how do I do this like covertly? I'm like, I'm just like paranoid that people are watching me you now. I think I legitimately want to just like take a fucking piece of paper from like my stenographer's notebook that I have that Casey got me. And I want to fucking write on there. And I want to hand it to Tommy and Nick. Can you keep me hidden from people? I think people are watching me. At least in the magical sense. Maybe not the technological sense. But maybe Casey could help with that. We'll need tools from your house. Might be gross, question mark. Supplies like they need your dead discarded hair. Oh, okay, yeah. They tried to warn you. <laughs> cool and she'll spell it with a k-e-w-l <laughs> oh god Nick absolutely rolls his eyes so do you guys come outside yes we are outside okay quick change of plans i think we need to go to my house really quickly are you okay what did he want yep <laughs> what does that okay. mean what happened in there 
I think I'm just gonna take the piece of paper. <laughs> They're watching yeah. us. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Do you yeah. need me to try? Do you want me to get the ice cream? Yeah. Totally. Ice cream. Let's go get some ice cream. All right. Let's go get some ice cream. Like a cake. Okay. Yeah. Let's get to, let's go quick to my house. Do this fucking spell. And then we should go to the fucking family. Okay. And get Theo. <laughs> Do you, are you, you wanting to drive or should I drive? Well, I can, I can drive. There's a lot of shit going on right now. God damn it. We wanted to resolve other things and now there's this Yo, thing. Tough. Fuck you. <laughs> I mean, you know, almost like that's like, the game. I know. Ignore it, Lauren. We can just go do whatever the fuck we want. Yeah, I've got oh. a countdown. Okay, well, first, let's take. I just want to. I don't want them to be watching me. Can I tell if they're watching me before we waste our time? I mean, they're clearly watching me somehow. They knew I went to Iowa. How would you tell? So I don't know how much Stacy would have trained me on like that kind of stuff, but like I would have looked maybe at like my phone, seeing if there was some sort of like opened it up the case see if there's anything inside of it that was like using it to track me or something casey if you're gonna have her roll could casey roll help out to like check kira's car yeah and kira roll investigate a mystery yeah so that's a 10 in case Ditto. inside your cell phone the sim card on the very na- on the narrow edge of it you notice a seam and there's a second sim card attached that fucking out there's also the matter of your badge. And in your apartment building. Well, I live in a house. That's not what I mean. Oh, sh- oh. oh. What? No, in my fucking head? Oh, geez. The camera on the exterior of the building that hadn't been there before. Oh, okay. So there's a, a surveillance camera or outside of my apartment. In your mind. In my mind. Yeah. Okay, I want to go into my fucking apartment and just be like, actually, Casey, yeah, why don't you drive? Are you going to Kira's house? For now, yeah. Okay. Uh, we'll speed to Kira's house. Oh, I think I will tell you, park a couple blocks away, there's somebody watching our house right now. Oh, sweet. Yeah. Donovan's keeping an eye on them. Casey will act under pressure to drive. 12. I, I feel like, meanwhile, cut to the dress barn and... Um, you know, it's probably there. <laughs> Theo and Gad and Samantha Clayton are like, so you're... I like your shoes. I don't think Theo's ever met Mark's mom. Oh. <gasps> <laughs> oh, fuck. Theo's also like family. five years younger, four years younger than Mark. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think Samantha compliments your shoes. I did want to tell, tell like Mark, like we should probably let Theo know we're not coming. She should maybe meet us at the family instead. With your permission, retcon that basically every step of the way, you've been like mind texting Theo. Like, oh no, now we have to stop at Ears. Okay, we're upstairs at Ears now. Theo's just like, just let me know where you end up. <laughs> Theo probably has like a small head. I mean, that's on brand for Mark. Okay, hey, now sorry, it's me oh, again. Somebody found me. Oh, <laughs> cute. So, can I go into my. Uh, apartment building. Sure. Is Anna there? Yep. Hey, I heard a really cool story the other day. Somebody was playing this game of hide and seek, and they hid this something that we had to find and get rid of. Do you know what I'm talking about? Usually. 
there's absolutely no way you don't have some kind of weird twin language to yeah. learn what we're talking about. Yeah. Like, blink and like, yeah. oh, camera. <laughs> we have to do a secret thing. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. No, I think it's over here. And then I want to direct her and bring her over to wherever the fuck this camera is. So, yeah, I think it's somewhere over here. And then can I try to like disconnect it somehow? with Anna's help? Well, first of all, the answer is no, but I want you I to use Disrupt magic. it somehow. Uh-huh. Roll, use what? Use magic. 11. So first, when you go to touch the wire to disconnect it, it is like touching the inside of a preheated oven. It burns your skin. I'll take the harm. Oh, you're not gonna take any harm. You are going to be able to avoid passing out is the other thing because it also burns your like mind. I think you also have a memory as the as it burns your hand it snaps into your mind the like moment where who's now the author hand was then the producer handed you your badge and shook your hand that burned a little too when the author gave me like, my badge like, like when you actually first it's a it's a memory that you don't have from here right but like when, when you first joined up and Jesse vouched for you and you did the written test and she then she was like, welcome aboard, like a graduation ceremony thing. The lights from the spotlight seemed to burn like this. Mm -hmm. So I'm not able to get rid of this camera? Nope. And then I do also think there's a, um, a little black box magnetized inside the hubcap of your car, little GPS. Oh. Cool. Could I like either read a bad situation or investigate a mystery to figure out who would be the best person to help me remove this from my mind? I have a couple thoughts. Yes. Okay. Why don't you roll read a bad situation? Uh, that's a seven. There's someone who can help you quickly and there's someone who can help you permanently. Which one do you want to know? Either one can't do the other. You know what I mean? Mutually exclusive. Oh, permanently. Jesse. Is there anything I could do to like create a loop on the camera for a little bit to buy us some time? That's what Nick and Tommy are talking about doing. Oh, really? Okay, then let's just get to my freaking house. You are well and truly sure that no one is uh, following you because Casey's really, really good at cars. Yeah. And destroy the GPS thing on the car. What's the deal with the badge? Is the, the badge itself is just being tracked or is there like something affixed to it? I think everything that makes the badge work like to swipe to get in and be scanned and give you official access to ears things mm -hmm. is also uh, monitored and tracked. So if you were to shut off the one thing, you would shut off the other things too. Okay. Do uh, do we see the car that was outside the Kira's house that Donovan texted Kira about? It wasn't that there was a car outside. I think it was that there was a car like circling. Do you see that? Yeah, I think it's a pretty quiet neighborhood and there is just a pale yellow Volkswagen that kind of drives by. Could Casey park the car several blocks away? Mm-hmm. Get out. I think that she's just going to leave her sniper rifle, but going to bring her smaller guns. Okay. And just like, I'm going to go check out this car. It's like, it's, in, it's driving. Yeah, I say this to like... The rest of the group. Oh, I see. Okay. Like, you guys go ahead. What'd you, sorry, what'd you say? You're going to keep going? I'm going to go check out this car. 
So okay. essentially, I'm going to try and pose as like a civilian, like walking down the street. Mm -hmm. Do I like flag them down? Do I happen to see that suspicious character that I saw in my vision anywhere? Not currently. So if you want to go, yeah, we're going to go do something really quick and then meet you back out here in a few minutes. My phone should be clear now, so I guess I can just text you when we're ready. And then I'll try, we'll try to sneak inside, wait until hopefully uh, Casey can get in to maybe distract these people or whatever. Kira, roll act under pressure. And You like go through your backyard, get yourself in this sliding glass back door and walk on inside. You're reasonably sure no one saw you. Can I check out this car? Yeah, it comes driving the opposite direction down the street towards you. Pale yellow. You know what? It's a Volkswagen Beetle. Roll plus sharp. 13. Okay. Advanced move. There are three people in the car. The driver is a big, burly, football player-looking type. Close cropped hair, very tan skin. The passenger seat honestly looks like a cruiserweight boxer. Slight, just the beginnings of the of very shaggy, very curly red hair. And in the back seat is a young woman. So chestnut brown hair pulled back into a loose ponytail, looking very casual indeed. Blue blazer, white blouse. Kind of a retcon question. Do you need Nick with you? Do you want Nick to go with you? Well, who is, is Tommy capable of doing the spell? Yes. Okay, well, no. <laughs> no, he's not. And no. <laughs> Nick is the mage. I need, I need Nick. <laughs> Tommy can go with you if you want. Sorry. Yeah, totally. Uh, I mean, backup would be nice. Tommy doesn't know that that she killed Sarah, right? I don't think I never would have told him that. Tommy doesn't really. Tommy know knows shockingly Casey. few facts about Casey. <laughs> Both in this case. Well, you know, Casey. she the really nice thing that she did for Kira. You know, saved Donovan for her. Casey will manipulate someone. What the hell? Okay. You've been doing great. Yeah, and I am great because I just rolled a 15. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. She would say the same thing to Tommy as she had said to Nick. Any good with a gun? Or are you any good at playing, pretending to be my boyfriend? Well, this is an interesting turn. I've got a plan. I promise you I'm not trying to steal you from Kira. Why don't we talk about this plan of yours and then he'll walk off with you. What is your plan, Casey Davis? I was going to try and like flag down this car as if we were a couple that like got lost and were looking for directions. Okay. And I'm hoping to like almost gangster style do it where like Tommy's on one side, I'm on the other leaning down the window and then just shooting all three of them. Oof. Or at least two of them. You're a beast, Casey Davis. You don't even know who they are yet. They're a threat to you. Here you go inside. I think Donovan has drawn the blinds in the front room. Captain I, they're just doing laps. Yeah, they. Uh, I think they're they're trying to watch me. <sighs> this is related to that job of yours. Yep. I just found myself in the hot seat, and I don't really like it. Um, so we're gonna we're gonna do some some spell shit upstairs. Hope that's cool. I think Donovan looks at Nick very suspiciously. I'm sorry, you're going to do spells? Want to help? And Nick's like, you know what? Don't worry about it. Don't ask him. It's you guys, guys, just get over yourselves. Oh, I'm over it. 
yeah, let's just go do this then. <laughs> tell Gomez Adams to get over himself. Good one, Nick. Just keep keep watch. We'll, we'll be done in a little bit. Casey and Tommy, car's coming towards you again. You're walking arm in arm with Tommy Sparks. What do you do? I think I'll nudge Tommy to like try and flag them down. Don't manipulate someone. Succeed. The driver will like look back and you see the person in the backseat kind of give a gesture and then pull up to where you are, but it won't stop until the two of you are at the back window and then the rear window will, will roll down. The young woman in the back will be like, hiya, can I help you? Do I recognize her? Nope. Casey's gonna go, oh my God, thank you so much for stopping. We took a couple of wrong left turns, and we just don't know where we are. I was telling him that we should have flagged somebody for help sooner, but he doesn't listen. And like Casey will kind of like bump Tommy. Man, don't I know it? But I'm sorry, pet. I'm not from around here either. Tart, I really wish that you would have known like where we like we're going, where we could go. One of the guys in the front seat, you can hear just muffled through the window. I don't like her. Is there like a window like divider between the two or no? No. It's just like the closed wind the two front windows are closed and tinted. That's a really weird accent. Where where are you, where are you here in Minnesota for? Surely it's not the Mall of America. That thing's just stupid. <laughs> Tourist trap, don't you know? Can't resist them. No, we're here to visit some friends. Old friends. Is she telling the truth? Kind of. Anyway, wish we could help Pet. Ta-ra. Is it possible the, for Tommy and I to... To what? To pull out our guns and shoot the two in the front. Would Tommy be into doing it? Would Tommy be into doing this? Here's what I want you to do. Okay. I want you to roll manipulate someone. Okay. And then I want you to roll kick some ass. Okay. Uh, that's going to be a 12. And then... Kick some ass. So, I'm, I'm really sorry to interrupt. <laughs> yeah. Because, <laughs> I mean, I'm excited. I'm as excited about this scene as anybody else. I could talk about the, about the accent and, like, I love seeing Tommy trying to do some, do some line stuff. But something just kind of occurred to me. And, um... You just did. You just did a roll. I'm, I'm pretty sure. What um, what was it? <laughs> it was a really solid five. Does Tommy get to roll kick some ass? That was Tommy rolling kick some ass. Ooh. Oh, buddy! Great. Kick some ass. <laughs> <laughs> kick some ass now. Just did. You just you just rolled for the two. Oh, myself. Oh. Okay. <laughs> Casey fails a roll. Hey, can I roll? Can I roll that now? You said it was for Tommy. Yeah, that's why I asked if I could roll for Tommy. I said, no, that, that, was, that was you convincing Tommy to yeah. you and kicking some ass, and that was yep. the two of you kicking some oh. ass. You failed together, yay! So I think here's what happens: you're on the passenger side. Tommy, what is the- this episode? <laughs> Better not die. So I think you take out your gun. You can see the driver's eyes flash. Tommy on the driver's side takes out his gun 
but not before the driver himself pulls out a huge silver handgun, fires it, shattering the driver's side window, nailing Tommy in the chest and launching him into the grass on the other side of the road. And then the car screeches away. Casey will run to Tommy and check on him. He's like out of breath as though he got hit while wearing a bulletproof vest. It's fun. It's fun. Oh. Okay. Steel hurts, but not like. And then he like opens his shirt and it is just like buried in his skin. But it like it didn't go through. Werewolf rules. That hurts. Oof. Let's get you let's get you to the house. I can get that out. We are gonna wanna get to the house. He'll point to Kira's house where the yellow beetle has pulled into the driveway and the three people are walking up to bang their way through the front door. Ah, uh, fuck. Okay, um, are you are you good here? Like, I... are you trying to abandon him? I was gonna try and run to the house, but uh, fine. Okay, fine. Casey's gonna whip out her phone and call Kira. I mean, he can stand up and move and stuff. He just got like punched in the chest by. A well, dog. the way you said, are you gonna abandon Tommy? Like, made us. Well, you were like, are you good here to <laughs> stay? Well, like, are you okay to, like, go on on your own so I can fucking bum rush them? Yeah, I think he'll say yeah. Either way, Casey's gonna pull up her phone and call yeah. Kira. Yeah. Do we have any, I'm guessing, do we have, even get time to collect the materials or anything with this fucking spell? No? Cool. Okay, phone rings to answer it. What's up? They're gonna bust you down your front door in a couple of seconds. Sweet. Okay. Um, incoming. <laughs> Just get Nick and uh, Mark. I assume you were with us, and then yeah. um, Donovan's downstairs. Young woman grabs the football player-looking guy by the collar. You can see that casing. And Kira, the doorbell rings. Donovan shouts from downstairs. Um. Kira will come downstairs. All the windows are drawn. There's like two, the yep. two large vertical doors covered in the narrow curtains. Who is it? Let the record show, I wanted to make this peaceful. And who might you be? Can we speak like people? That depends. Are you going to put away your guns and weapons and shit? I'm not the one who drew them. Well, you've been tailing this house for the last several hours, so... I'm trying to speak with you. (sighs) I'll open the door if you put down your weapons. Dorian. That down. All right. Kira will open the door. You open the door. Yeah. And with a, standing in front of you with a surprisingly pleasant smile on her face, is this young woman, chestnut brown hair, sensible flats. <sighs> I arrived today in the guise of a duly appointed representative of East Yorkshire Elder Sciences. I arrive through... <laughs> No small hardship, yet I have not raised a hand to you and yours until they did the same to mine. I darken your door to arrange for and coordinate the safe release of one Dr. Michael Um. You didn't think we'd forgotten you, Agent Ashwood. I'll admit it's been a while. Official channels, all that. Your leadership is exceedingly difficult to work with. Apologies for the casual introduction, but you've been away. 
and they've been horrible. Where is Casey and Tommy? Running towards the house. As you approach, the two guys that she's with will raise her guns and she'll be like, no, no. And she'll like hold both <laughs> hands up to you. also like raises yeah. her guns. Who is she talking about when she says they? Ears? Yeah. We're here to be civilized. It's not very civilized to circle around somebody's house like a predator. What I said. Comparatively, guns down. <sighs> Fine. Casey will holster her gun. Dorian, don't like her. I don't fucking like you. I'm sorry, what was your name? Oh, apologies. My name is Emily. My mates call me Em. If professional courtesy is not is insufficient to steer your hand, why not long-term survival? I do not come to you undefended. I'm circumventing my organization and perhaps beseeching you to do the same. But they're aware that I'm here and should harm before me, may God have mercy. So she's saying that Eyes knows that she's there or Ears does? Eyes knows that she's here. Now, we've attempted the official channels. She's turning back to you, Kira. We have in our custody a number of your ears agents whose release could be arranged in reciprocity for the return of our Dr. Am. But there is the matter of expediency to consider. Official channels, peh. But as it happens, we also have the authority to release a certain civilian, a journalist I believe you're rather acquainted with, a Mr. She pulls out a little notebook, Kent Clark. My God. <laughs> okay, I've got questions. <laughs> I suppose. <laughs> As a player. So, like, does the Daily Tuba think that he retired? But in actuality, Eyes has him? The Daily Tuba thinks he has gone missing. Why do we have Oz again, necessarily? Like, we had kid- kidnapped him yeah. the same, because he was following us, I think, at the hospital. Yeah. Um, you guys tackled him. We took them. We did that dream or whatever. Yeah. They know that somebody in ears has him because they were tracking somebody in here. How, how is it that you come to think that I've got this Dr. Um? Are you telling me you don't? I'm not telling you anything at the moment. Maybe we've nothing to discuss. Who are these other agents you have besides Kent? We are to exchange an eyes agent or an ears agent. Don't you think we should know who you have? I'm telling you, I've tried to exchange the eyes agent for the ears agent, but uh, but your damned official channels with your with your dark director. What'd they tell you? Nothing. I've not returned a damn call. Hmm. Now listen, I want this journalist to get home to his family and back to his work as much as he does. But if our Dr. Ram isn't 
something you can provide, maybe we've nothing to discuss. Dorian, consider your options carefully, Agent Ashford. I shall be in touch. Ta-ra, have a very pleasant, and then she'll yeah. head back to the car. Oh, M. Mates, call me M. Right. Let's stick with Emily, please. Suddenly quite severe indeed. I don't quite like you being able to contact me and me not being able to contact you. Is there a way I can get in contact with you? This arrangement doesn't work for you, and yet you're an employee of years. Seems the dynamic of choice for your kind. Well, I think we can get in touch anytime we want. Fair point. I throw that in her head. <laughs> I like your friends. Me too. Well, Emily. Jamie, a card. The redhead will like reach into his blazer and pull out like a metal thing and click a button and it'll flip up a business card. It has a four digit phone number and it just says Emily. Mm-hmm. It has like in the corner, like a very old looking, like family crest, like yeah. in teeny tiny, barely perceptible. It says East Yorkshire Elder Sciences around around it in a circle. And then as she goes, she gets back to the car. Dorian, the bigger one, opens the back door for her. And then she like kind of stands and puts a hand on the door and looks back and, oh, and Miss Ashwood, should you find your current employer less than worthy of your loyalty? I can put you in touch with our human resources. After all, your interest and your success remain logged. Then she'll get in the car and then they'll drive away. So all of you are now inside Kira's house? Yeah. I'm going to go get Tommy fixed up. (laughs) Okay. And I think Casey's going to kind of like storm off to the kitchen. All right. So I think, honestly, I think throughout all of that, Nick stayed upstairs. And so he has prepared everything he needs. He's like pulled off a number, like a clump of your hair from your brush. Then he has like a crumpled paper towel. And then I think he will come downstairs and be like, you got any basil? Oh, yeah. Yep. Casey's got a bunch. Okay. He's going to go over to the, I think, definitely fresh basil plant mm-hmm. who've purchased and have been growing by the window. And he'll be like, nice. This is, wow. This is potent. This will work. <laughs> right. And he'll take a little shears from his pocket that he definitely has. Mm-hmm. Snip off a couple and then be like, um... I hope you don't have a very strong sense of smell. Well, that's a great segue. Potions aren't always pleasant. Yeah. I'll, it'll be fine. <laughs> Honestly, I think this is the point of the basil. So he's going to take this paper towel, pull down like a, a ceramic bowl, put mm-hmm. the paper towel in, put the clump of hair in. Then he takes a big metal lighter out of his jacket and burns the whole thing. And put the basil on top and then pat it all down. Yeah, it smells like burning paper. It smells oh. like burning hair. It also smells a little bit like basil, <laughs> which I, I, I do think it has no function in the potion. It is just to help with the smell. He lets it burn. He lets it all get down to an ash. And then he takes a glass of water and like pours it in and like st- stirs it all up until it's just this like chunky, slushy, black mud. And he hands you the bowl. And he says, you have to drink all of it. Cool. All right. Cheers. <laughs> if I can drink it. Roll like under pressure. Ten. You drink all of it. I'm it tastes like burning hair and basil. 
I mean, it's not as bad as the blood. Let me never ask you too many questions about your life. Yeah, it's weird. Did the spell get completed, by the way? Yes. So no more camera in the head? At least it's not functioning. It's on a loop? It's on a loop. One more thing. The badge. Would there be a way to, like, something I could put it in that could contain it, like a box of lead, for example, that would, like, not be able to be tracked? Would I know of anything that would work like that? Kind of cloak um, it? Mom would. But honestly, just not keeping it on your person would help. Okay, I'll just leave it upstairs for the moment. I think while Nick is doing that, that Casey is cleaning out Tommy's wound. Real act under pressure for fun, too. I think Casey's going to be like, I'm going to need you to take your shirt off. Eleven. Okay. He's going to start doing it and be like, we're not still pretending I'm your boyfriend, right? No. Hurry up. Yeah, he has like a collapsed, crumpled bullet flush with his chest and a spreading, a spreading spidery bruise coming off of it. And then Casey takes out a first aid kit that she had put together that is underneath Kira's kitchen sink. <laughs> um, what? Wow, you, you really moved in, huh? That's Tommy. Well, you've got nowhere else to go and a friend offers you a place to stay. Wouldn't you take it? taking out like tweezers cleaning peroxide how perceptive is Tommy? quite what are you trying to hide from him? I think Casey's struggling with some like resentment or some rage or some anger I think she's like a little bit too what's he like assertive of like cleaning out this stuff like a little bit too hard a little too aggressive yes be like jesus you have the you have the bedside manner of my brother sorry you know that's an injury right sorry i'm sorry it's thank you and do you want to do this can you take out a bullet from your own fucking chest honestly yeah fine here okay and then he's gonna stand up and kind of look in the mirror and said about doing it and then be like is this what you um is this what you did in the I don't know in the, in the world where you existed what are you talking about medic help people heal is this was this I don't know your job your role <laughs> no it's just part of the job this one aspect it's like you're not a werewolf. That's just part of you. Pretty big part, though. Clearly, you take. It's gonna grab it. This part seriously. <clears throat> I'm gonna grab a bunch of toilet paper and press it to the spot where that's now bleeding just a little bit. If you put toilet paper on it, little bits of it's gonna get in it here, and then I think he's gonna hand him like gauze instead. Yeah, pretty big part of it. I mean, didn't you and your brother learn any basic first aid kit hunting all those monsters? Apparently very basic. No, I wasn't a medic before. So what were you? I was an ears agent. 
I was what Kira like, is. Complicated. I mean, who do you think got her into years? I thought it was that guy, David. Oh, I see. Jesse knows very little about Kira. Seems like most people know little about Kira, except for us. Yeah. Look, for what it's worth, I think it sucks that you don't exist. And me and my brother, well, we've seen what you do. We're with you. We'll do whatever we can to help get you back. Do you love her? I do. And you're going to keep her safe? Even if it kills me. Good. Because she's strong, but sometimes she needs backup. He points between himself and you and goes, that's what we're here for, right? That's what you're here for. He starts to say something. Downstairs, the front door bursts open. Having done a running tackle at it, Dorian takes a couple of steps into your house, Kira. Behind him is Jamie and Emily. And they look terrified. In downstairs? Downstairs. Does Tommy hear it? I take it. Yep, I think everybody can hear it, and you. Got, I think you guys had come downstairs, and like okay. you're in the kitchen, but like the door busts open, and you see Dorian rush in, looking up at you, sweat dripping down his huge red face. As I said, the other two come in after him. He then spins back and slams the door shut. I think you have a huge, maybe not recliner, but like a big padded chair. He picks it up like it's made out of paper and shoves it in front of the door. Emily's gonna be like, she's gonna walk right up to you, Kira, and look you right in the eyes and be like, now I'm sorry, but the circumstances surrounding our first meeting, it's not how I would have done it. But for right now, you and I are in the shed. We're in it together and we're gonna make it out. What the hell's going on outside? Barricaded door and the drawn blinds window you can hear two dozen sets of hands slapping and slamming and pounding and trying to get in. Mark, you are aware that behind every one of those sets of hands is a sickly purple figure with long curved horns. This has been The Monster's Playbook, featuring John Wander as Mark Clayton, Lauren Johnson as Kira Ashley, Maya Dutchen as Casey Davis and Theo Nessos, and Johnny Grubb as literally everyone else. Our theme song is by me, Johnny Grubb. The Monster's Playbook is produced, edited, and engineered by Maya Dutchen. If you like this episode, please tell a friend. We love friends. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Monster's Playbook, and on Twitter at Monster Playbook, and on Web 1.0 at MonstersPlaybook.com. We'll see you next episode, where, as always, I'll have some good news and some bad news. Thanks for listening.
executive producer, John Grubb.